a seat. In your presence, we find our strength. Uh, well, we were just singing, and uh, corporate worship uh, is, is so good because life is so hard. The week is so hard. Uh, we can get beat down. Uh, we can get discouraged. We can get just worn out. And then for me, anyways, personal experience, corporate worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ in the presence of God, singing truth, looking at his word, I find recharge, I find renewal, uh, strength to face tomorrow uh, because life is hard. Uh, beautiful music uh, this morning, uh, great job worship team as always, and I couldn't help but notice uh, uh, Jason Eby over here, he was bringing the bass, but he's also bringing the beard in a real way. And so I'm loving it. I know that doesn't happen overnight. Like you've got to be all in, fully committed. And so uh, that was looking pretty sharp over there. Uh, good work. So uh, my name's Todd. I'm one of the pastors here. And on September 12th, we're going to be beginning a new sermon series uh, studying the Sermon on the Mount that's found in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. Over the next few weeks, uh, different pastors are going to be sharing uh, passages of Scripture that they are passionate about. And so you can go ahead and turn today to Luke chapter 10. Uh, Bibles are under the, the seats in front of you. Find it on your phone. Uh, check it out. But Luke chapter 10. And uh, specifically, I remember reading this passage of scripture a few years ago and I, I got so thankful and so excited I started smiling and I was smiling for weeks and and I don't know that really it's worn off yet uh, when we look at this passage you'll see uh, what I'm talking about uh, but that's why the title of this is Rejoice, because we're going to read something that is to be uh, rejoiced, uh, something that's called to cause us to rejoice, to be uh, joyful. So Luke chapter 10, I uh, want to set up the context a, a little bit. Now, Jesus is, he's, 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 he's doing his thing. He is teaching, he is healing uh, showing his power, showing that he is from God. Previously, he had sent out the 12. And those are the ones that get the attention, the 12 disciples. Uh, we know them, Peter, James, and John. Previously, he had sent them out. But now in Luke chapter 10, he sends out 72 in pairs. And uh, we see uh, that now... Uh, Working, being on an adventure with Jesus isn't just for the elite, isn't just for a few, uh, but he's expanded that now to a larger group. And in fact, in chapter 10, he tells this, this larger crew, he says, pray for more workers, right? And so for us today, uh, this is still true because here's the deal. To be saved by Jesus is to be sent by Jesus. To be adopted into God's family is to be brought in on the great adventure with Jesus. And that's what it is, a great adventure. He gives them some instructions on, on how they're to carry out this work as he sends them kind of ahead of him, gives them some clear instructions, and then he tells them that they're going to, 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 to receive two responses. Some, some towns that they go in, some people that they're speaking to are going to reject them. They're going to say, we don't want to hear it. We don't want none of this. Get out of here. He says, you're going to receive that response. And, and when folks you know, reject you, reject the message about the kingdom, they're really rejecting me. 
he says. And he says, but you're also going to receive another response. And some folks are going to receive the message, and some folks are going to believe and are going to jump in on this adventure as well. So that's what's going on here. Where we're going to pick up reading is when the 72 are returning. They've, they've gone out, and now they're coming back to report back, to talk to Jesus and the others, kind of, hey, this is what's been going on. So we're going to begin reading in verse 17. Here we go. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Verse 21, at that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. That is the word of God, and we are so thankful for it. So what are we reading here? Well, the 72 come back, we read in verse 17, and they, they were pumped. They were up here. They were smiling. They were laughing. They were high-fiving one another. They hadn't seen each other in a while. Uh, they were getting back together. Uh, I, I, this was some sort of assembly here. Uh, you, they, they were probably saying, Mary, you wouldn't believe it. We walked into this house, and this girl was sick. We prayed over her in the name of Jesus, and she got better. Uh, someone else was, was, was saying, Andrew, you should have been there. This guy was possessed. We spoke the name of Jesus, and he was freed of that. They were, they were laughing, telling stories. And then Jesus, we read in verse 18, he's like, yeah, guys. Yes, isn't it incredible? Uh, yes, 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 this is awesome stuff. Isn't it an adventure that we're on together? And then he speaks we read uh, in, in, in verse 18, he says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And he speaks of this vision of the future final defeat of Satan. And then he goes on to say, so that's going to happen. You're going to have power over the forces of evil. And, 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 and finally, we will, they will be defeated. But he says, even right now. Uh, this kingdom work that we're doing, even right now, on this adventure that, that you've joined me, me, me in, even right now, I've given you power. Power in my name over all evil, uh, all evil forces. And that's what we read in, in verse 19 there. And then we get to the kicker in verse 20. Jesus is saying, yes, yes, yes. He's laughing. He's smiling with them. He's listening to their stories that they're coming back and reporting. And we get to the kicker, and he, he tells them something here. Verse 20, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. He says, yes, all of that is great. All of that is awesome. All of that's going to continue happening. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. 
And what we want to do right here is we want to let that sink in just a minute, what he told these 72. He says, rejoice because your names are registered, or some translations, written in heaven. You read this, and you process what's going on here and what it means, and you can't stop doing this. You can't, because nothing else matters all of a sudden. Your failures and your successes from from the day before don't matter. Who likes you and who is angry with you doesn't matter anymore. Your name is registered. Your name is written in heaven, and that, that's enough. That's enough to make you smile. That's enough to make you laugh. That's enough to bring true joy like a fountain down into your soul. Someone asks you, hey, how are you doing? And you're like, you don't even know. I am doing so incredibly fantastic because my name is written in heaven. And, and that doesn't change whether you succeed or you experience failure. That doesn't change whether someone likes you or someone rejects you. That doesn't change. Your name is written in heaven every day. It's not being erased. Rejoice, you'll see it on the screen, the words of Jesus. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And I want you to help me say this. I'll say the first part, and then if you can say the last three words like you're happy about it. Rejoice because your names are... Very good. It's good to say. I love hearing that. I love hearing it. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. What Jesus says here is that our joy is not to be based just on results. And this is huge when we think about the pressure that we every day put ourselves under. If your team scores the the winning points, you're ecstatic. But if the other team does, you're down in the dumps. You see, our joy is often based on results. If the girl says, yes, I would like to go to the dance with you, you're thrilled. Uh, But if she rejects your invitation and goes with another fella, you're down in the dumps. If you get the job promotion, you're beaming. But if it goes to someone else, you're down in the dumps. Now, in this passage... Specifically, we're talking about kingdom work. Remember these 72? They were out on adventure with Jesus. He said, go, you'll be able to heal folks in my name, tell them the kingdom of God is near. We're talking about kingdom work that's going on. We're talking about adventure with Jesus that's, that's going on. But we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when it comes to kingdom work as well. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves when it comes to living uh, the adventure with Jesus as well. And oftentimes, we'll let our joy be determined by results. But what did Jesus tell these folks? He said, you're going to have two responses. Some folks are going to reject you. We would call that, if in our eyes, if we were looking at it, we would say they failed, right? Some folks are going to receive the message, and we'd say, hey, that looks to us like success. But he says, you're going to get those two responses, and really it's not up to you, right? Uh, you don't determine those results. You just go out and you live it up. So, uh, for us today, remember this, to be saved is to be sent. To be adopted into God's family is to be on adventure with Him. And so, sure, we celebrate and are excited when we see good God things. But our joy doesn't have to be based on 
us seeing those good uh, God things, those good, what we look like, successful results. If that were the case, we're only as good as our last spiritual conversation. We're only as good as our last uh, Bible study uh, group meeting. All right. If, if, some, if the conversation doesn't go well, we're down in the dumps. Uh, if only a few people show up to our gathering, we're down in the dumps. But if, but if the room's full, we're thrilled. It's day-to-day, week-to-week. It's like a roller coaster, and, and that's not right for us as we are following Jesus. We're going to see great things. Jesus says, you're, 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 you're going to continue seeing great things. He says, yes, I've given you power over every force of evil, he says to these 72. And, and that continues today as the kingdom of God continues to advance. We're going to see great things. We have seen great things. But we're also going to see some, in our eyes, flops. Uh, we're going to have successes and we're going to have failures. But regardless of the results, we can rejoice because Jesus and his grace are the source of our joy. He says rejoice because your names are what? Registered in heaven. That's why we're to rejoice. Not because things went great in our eyes. Not because we got the results that we were looking for, which we're going to see a lot of good results, right? Because God is still working. We're going to continue to see people turn to him and jump in on this adventure with us. We're going to continue seeing that. But sometimes we're not. Regardless, we can rejoice because our names are registered. Our names are written in heaven. So, a couple of examples. Example numero uno. Missionary, uh, preacher Paul, all right, wrote most of the New Testament. Some places he went, folks received the message and believed in Jesus. And churches were planted. Other places he went, folks slammed the door on him and were hating on him. In fact, when he wrote the letter that's in our Bibles as Philippians. He wrote a letter to a church in the city of Philippi. When he wrote that, he had been being hated on by some folks, seriously, to the point that they had put him in prison because he was saying, Jesus is the risen Lord. Repent, turn to him. They put him in prison, and, Philip, and, and, and Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians. In this letter, while he was in prison, over and over again, we see rejoice, 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 rejoice. Over and over, regardless of your circumstances. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Be full of joy. Over and over in this letter, 16 times, shows up in this short letter. Right? We'd be like, okay, we heard it enough. Quit repeating yourself, right? That's what my kids say anyways. They're like, Dad, you said it 10 times. I was like, well, you should have listened the first nine times, right? Parents, you've been there. So... Philippians 4.4, look, 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 at, look at this right here, right here. Philippians 4.4, I'm going to say it. It's not on the screen. You can find it in your Bible or just listen here. Philippians 4.4, this is what missionary Paul, while he's being hated on, while results aren't looking great, this is what he writes. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice always. Example numero dos. Amy Carmichael. Uh, she was an Irish missionary to India in the first half of the 20th century. So she lived like 1860s to like 1950, right? First half of the 20th century, she was in India. 55 years ministering, uh, trying to rescue uh, little girls from uh, temple, uh, 
prostitution in India. 55 years, she never took a furlough. That's like, hey, I'm going to go back home and see my family. I'm going I'm to I'm take, a, take uh, you know, go back for a few months, go back for a year. 55 years she was there. For the last two decades of her life, because of some physical illnesses, she was pretty much bedridden. She saw some tough things, experienced some tough things. She had some highs, she had some lows, but she wrote this. There is nothing dreary and doubtful about life. She was on adventure with Jesus. She was living it up. She was seeing folks receive, and she was also seeing the other response, people reject. She wrote, there's nothing dreary and doubtful about life. It is meant to be continually joyful. We are called to a settled happiness in the Lord whose joy is our strength. So that's one, one direct application we can draw from this is as we're living it up following Jesus, we have reason to rejoice and be joyful every day regardless of, of what results we see. We don't have to put that pressure on ourselves. Second thing, what is Jesus talking about when he says your names are registered or written in heaven? What in the world is that? Well, New Testament uh, letters and then also Revelation refers to this book of life. Revelation 21, 27, that scripture will be on the screen. And in Revelation 21, we get a picture of heaven. <laughs> and it's something beautiful. We get a glimpse of heaven in Revelation 21. That's what this writing is about. And then we get to verse 27, and, and this is what we read. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. That is heaven. Nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So we get this picture of heaven, and we get excited about it, and then the scripture says, nothing and no one will be allowed to enter unless their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You say, well, how do I get my name written in that book of life? Well, as we look at scripture, Jesus himself says in John 14 that he is the only way he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how do I get my name written in heaven? Only through Jesus. Romans uh, chapter 10 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so only through Jesus, who we've been singing about this morning, who paid the price for us, only through Jesus can we have our name written in the book of life. And only if our name is written in the book of life are we allowed to enter heaven. Hmm. Ruthanna Metzgar uh, is a professional singer. Uh, most recently, I saw where she was uh, doing uh, some vocal singing training for Parkinson's and stroke patients. Uh, but several years ago, I read uh, about an experience she had that she wrote about. And she says... As a professional singer, it's not uncommon to be asked to sing at weddings. Uh, it is unusual to be asked to sing at the wedding of a millionaire. Uh, but that was uh, 
what was up for her. And she got really excited when she and her husband received invitation to the reception. And she thought, oh, that's going to be top notch. It was going to be held on the top two floors of Seattle's tallest skyscraper. So uh, they go to the wedding, her and her husband, they go to the wedding, everything, everything goes great. After the ceremony, the bride and the groom, uh, they cut this ribbon that's at the bottom of this just beautiful staircase uh, that's leading up, uh, up to, the, to where the reception uh, dinner is going to be held. And so the bride and groom cut this ribbon and then uh, they lead all of the guests up these stairs uh, to this just incredible uh, dinner reception. At the top of the stairs, uh, there's all these folks in tuxedos and all these, you know, uh, tables of just incredible food. And right there at the top of the stairs, though, there's a waiter in tuxedo, and he's got a book. And so uh, Ruth Anna and her husband get there, and he says, uh, your name, please? And she says, uh, Roy and Ruth Anna Metzgar. And he looks in the M's, and he can't find it. He says, can you spell that for me? And so she spells it, and he says, I'm sorry, ma'am, your name's not in here. And she says, well, I, I was the singer, uh, so can't we just go on in? And he says, ma'am, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. If your name's not in this book, uh, you can't come here. And he points them to the service elevator. Her husband is, he, he knows this isn't good, but he's, he's just silent, and he just walks uh, with Ruth Anna, and they go to the service elevator. Uh, they take it down to the, to the garage. They get in the car. They drive for several miles, and then he puts his hand on her hand in the car, and he says, hey, honey, what happened? And she says, I got the invitation. We were crazy busy. I forgot about it. I didn't RSVP. I figured it didn't matter. I was singing at the wedding anyways. And that's what happened. And then she starts weeping. And she's not weeping, she, she, she writes, because she missed out on this lavish dinner uh, that she had never seen the like. And she starts weeping because she starts thinking about heaven. She starts thinking about this picture that we got in Revelation 21. And she was thinking about those folks who after this life get there and their name's not written in the book of life. And they get turned away. And they don't just get in the service elevator and go to their, back to their home. They're out of the presence of God for eternity in a place the Bible calls hell. And she just begins to weep and weep as this sinks in. And then she becomes grateful and just starts thanking God for his grace in her life. I want you uh, to do an activity with me here, if you would humor me. Uh, those Connect cards that we, we talk about, uh, we spoke about earlier. If you will, lean up and grab one of them out of the seat in front of you and a pen. Grab one of the pens that's there. And uh, there's a line uh, there at the top that says name. And if you would, just go ahead and write your name uh, there. Got your names written there. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you know the ink doesn't come out of the pen. A little trick you probably know, but sometimes I've got to, you know, uh, show some folks. You know, draw big circles on somewhere on the card, and that'll get that ink flowing. Write your name there. And now, if you, as you look at that and you see your name written down, that that's your name in print. That's what your name looks like written down. And as you're looking at that, I've got a question for you. Is that name 
that you're looking at right there, is it registered in heaven? Is that name written in heaven? If you're answering that, I hope so. Maybe, I don't know. I'd like you to consider this. Uh, the scripture, word of God. In it, God wants us to be confident in our relationship with him. He wants us to know where we stand with him. It doesn't have to be I hope so or a maybe. In fact, in the letter 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through 13, verse 13, John, he says, I've written these things to you who believe in Jesus so that you can know you have eternal life. He says, I've written this so that you... Who, who believe in Jesus so that you may know that you have a relationship with God. Uh, another paraphrase, I've written these things to you who believe in Jesus so that you can know that your name is registered in heaven. The verses previous to that say, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. This is where it's, 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 we see it's simple. Differentiate, differentiation here. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son of God has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. And so I ask, do you have Jesus? Have you trusted in him to be your Savior? You say, that sounds really simple, really easy. Well, getting a wedding invitation... To, to, to a reception there, it's really easy to turn in that RSVP, right? The planning's already been done by someone else. The price has already been paid for that reception by someone else. All you have to do is accept the invitation. Huh. When it comes to heaven, when it comes to relationship with God, the planning's already been done by someone else. Almighty God. The price has already been paid by someone else. Jesus went to the cross, paid the sin debt that none of us can pay. And he rose from the dead on the third day. All we have to do, just like that wedding reception invitation, all we have to do is, is accept the invitation and call on the name of Jesus. If you were thinking, I hope so, or maybe, I'm going to do something right now that's going to sound really, really simple again, but it is so simple. That's what's amazing about grace. I'm going to voice a prayer, and if you're lacking confidence there, but you really do believe in Jesus, really do want to follow him, then I would encourage you in your heart and in your mind just to, to repeat this. I'm going to kind of pause as I walk through this, encourage you just to, to pray this prayer to God right now. It could be as simple as this right here just expressing your trust in him. Almighty God, I have sinned against you and need your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. Jesus, please come into my life and do with it as you wish. 
I really want to be on this adventure with you. Amen. If that was a step that you were taking right now today, then I encourage you just beside your name there in, in the, the blank space there, just write Jesus real big. Because he is the only way. He's the one who paid the price. So just write Jesus real big there in the blank space beside your name if that was a decision you, were, you are making and have made today. And we're going to continue because there's one more verse in this passage that we, that we haven't really got to. <laughs> but we see some more rejoicing. That's the theme here. Look at verse 21. All of this has just happened. The 72 have just returned laughing, high-fiving, telling stories about all they had seen. Jesus had just received that response saying, yes, yes, guys, I know, it's incredible, isn't it? This is something else. And he says, but remember, rejoice no matter what kind of responses you get. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And then we get to verse 21. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is. And he said, O oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. Let's, let's, let's say our line again. If we can go back to that main slide. I'm going to say it. This is what Jesus is talking about here. You say the last three words. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Jesus has just said that. And then we see a picture of the Trinity. He's filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he prays to his Father. We see, a, we see the Trinity right here. And, and he starts chuckling as he considers how grace confounds and baffles human understanding. He starts laughing as he's, <laughs> as he's considering how marvelous this idea, how foolish, uh, this silly, this idea that our names can be registered in heaven sounds. He says, this doesn't make sense to human philosophy and education and wisdom. It doesn't make sense. Isn't this marvelous, guys? First uh, Corinthians 1.18 says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And it goes on to talk about how it doesn't make sense, how God you know, embarrasses the wisdom of the world. It, it, this, this idea of the cross just, just doesn't translate there. How can we have a relationship with God because of the cross of Jesus? How can we uh, have our names registered in heaven without doing something and earning it? It just doesn't make sense. And Jesus loves it and he laughs and he smiles and he thanks his father for coming up with such an incredible amazing plan and let's right now thank God our father for coming up with such an incredible amazing plan pray with me
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. You planned uh, a way for us to have a relationship with you when there was nothing we could do on our own. Jesus, you paid the price on the cross when we could never pay the debt on our own. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the confidence that we can have in our relationship with you, for the confidence that we can have in our future home because of Jesus. We praise you when we say our names are registered in heaven. We are thanking and praising you. Amen.